Hello and welcome back to Bourbon and Stuff. This is Carolyn and as always here's my husband E. Hello. And of course if you're new here, welcome. This is part two to a little mini series we're doing which is uh, mainly our what we like in each tier or Bourbon our, recommendations. our personal recommendations for each tier. And today we're doing mid-tier. So if yes. you haven't listened to the uh, bottom shelf or budget tier, please go back an episode and check that out because you'd be surprised some things that we mentioned and it might give you an idea of where to start. Yes. So. Well, here's the question then to establish mid-tier. What do we qualify as a whiskey that is mid-tier? So for us, we qualify anything that is between 30 and $50 to be mid-tier. And this is obviously retail pricing. Yes, and this is for us. What you consider mid-tier, what you consider bottom shelf may be different and that's totally fine. But for us and for the the duration of this episode, mid-tier is 30 to $50. And just know that is based on the pricing in our area and this is not secondary pricing. So just keep in mind that though we may name a few things that are on the higher end for us, it may be just a bit more expensive for you. Yes, we live in the Northern Florida area. Uh, We are very close to Georgia and some of the things that we can get, we can only get really in Georgia. And so, I mean, really that's where our price is of. It's gonna be South, South Georgia, North Florida, Uh, not including things that we've gotten in our travels to Kentucky or Tennessee or North Carolina or South Carolina or any of those. But okay, without further ado, let's get into this. I have a list on my computer in front of me, so if you hear me typing or scrolling or any other things, I do apologize. Uh, First and foremost, what we're going to start with, and one of my personal favorites, is Makers 46. Yes, Makers 46 is... um a beautiful expression by Maker's Mark Mm -hmm. that they take the distilled spirits after it is fully aged and qualifies for what they would consider the flavor profile from Maker's, and then they put in 10 French oak staves into the barrel and let that age for another, I believe it's uh, six to eight months to give it a more unique flavor profile. Yeah, and for me... Uh, Maker's 46 is a bit more mellow, a bit less spicy, but a lot more woodsy in a really good uh, way compared to its normal just makers. Yeah, it's definitely a step up and a huge improvement for for flavor and even proof compared to classic Maker's Mark. Yes, and Maker's 46 in our area retails at about $35. Regular Maker's Mark is about $20. So, yes, you're going to have a $15 increase, and that's okay, because that increase is absolutely worth it, in our opinion. Yes. Um, I guess the next thing that we can talk about is Wild Turkey, um, specifically Rare Breed, their barrel-proof expression of Wild Turkey. Yeah. Uh, Rare Breed Wild Turkey. Turkey comes in at 116.8 proof. It retails for about $45 in our area, if we're lucky. Uh, Some places it's a little bit cheaper. Some places it's up to 50 or a little bit over 50. But our total wine and golden ox. Yeah. um, 
Golden Ox, which is a local liquor store near us, mm-hmm. they have it at $37.99, and it is a steal at that price. Yeah, it's not always available, of course, but yeah. Um, and there is a special date code that I do not know. I'm not personally a huge fan of Wild Turkey. It has a more unique flavor profile that is not my uh, cup of tea, but he likes it a lot. And he can talk a little bit more about the date codes on the back. Okay, so as far as that's concerned, um, through the beginning part of this year, (laughs) um, it was rumored that due to the usage of younger bourbon for um, Wild Turkey's Long Branch, the bottles uh, that were done in March and April uh, of 2018 were rumored to have upwards of 15-year-old aged spirits blended into the uh, rare breed. Um, Jimmy Russell has actually confirmed that that is not the case, but some of the 2018 um, blends do have um, up to 13 year, which is still pretty significant. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we identify yes. what the date code is? What are the things we need to look for? Well, as far as that's concerned, if you uh, look on the bottom of the bottle, uh, or the yeah, towards the bottom of the bottle, on the back of it, um, you should see a laser etched um, date code on it. And the way to read it is um, for newer bottles, circa 2015 and newer, uh, LL is the first two letters. And then the next letter after the slash uh, indicates which year it is. And 2018 is G, 2017 would be F, and 2019 would be H. And then the next letter is the uh, signifies the month in which it was bottled. So A for January, B for February, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And the bottle that we happen to have is an LLGK, which is one of the more sought-after bottles. Yeah. Um. The the C and the D are the I, I hate to use this word. Uh, most tatered mm-hmm. versions. And if you're not familiar with the uh, <laughs> the term tater, that is what a lot of the uh, bourbon community use in a uh, derogatory, derogatory or mocking manner to call uh, folks or to be used as a descriptor in action uh, for what people do when they will pay any price at all for a very specific bottle for a very specific brand and just obsess over it. They go full tater. And and the reason being for that is they won't actually drink the, the whiskey that they buy. They buy it for the sake of having it and being like, yeah, I've got it. And how that came to be was someone made the comment, I'm sure that they would even buy that if it was a bottle filled with potato juice. Yeah. <laughs> so back on topic. Um, <laughs> Rare Breed is a, a fantastic barrel-proof expression at a budget price that has a lot of depth of flavor, but that flavor profile might not be for everyone. Yeah. 
It is uh, personally a bit too peppery for me. And, and that's okay. And that's that sounds very strange to me as someone who loves rye. <laughs> but this is just a far more aggressive peppery note. This being used as a mix sure. is absolutely fine to me. Although that's blasphemous to some people, but... Hey, it's turkey. You, yeah. you, there is no blasphemy with turkey. It um it brings out more uh, fruity and floral notes if you put it in a dark cola, but by itself, it's far too aggressive. Yeah. I yeah. personally like the aggressive, but that's okay. Yeah. Um, I guess moving from here, we can talk about the various expressions of 1792. Yes. 1792, which uh, retails anywhere between $25 and $50, is my personal uh obsession i guess you can say they're not by any means my favorites but the completionist in me loves the bottles and every expression of 1792 that i've had has been fantastic you're gonna hear me searching for a second because i cannot remember off the top of my head what all of them are um so there is the small batch which is the baseline personally not my cup of tea uh, but then there is the full proof, which is 125 proof uh, variant of 1792 that ru that runs about 44 to 50 dollars, depending upon where you're at. Um, there is sweet wheat, which is a yearly release that uh, normally retails for around 39. Um, the same can also be said price-wise and release date for their port finished. Mm -hmm. um, there is also a bottled and bond at 100 proof and um that one seems to be one of the more common ones out there in certain parts of the country others it is one of the rarer ones mm -hmm. um there's also a high rye mash bill and there is a as of this year a 12 year old 1792 okay there we go so he knew him i couldn't remember all of them we have the uh, small batch. Oh, uh, there's also single barrel. I yeah. forgot about that. <laughs> we have small batch. We have single barrel. We have foolproof and we have sweet wheat. Um, A decent collection, to yes, say the least. Yes, and uh, the, the small batch, it, it's the cheaper of all of them. It's about 25 to 35 depending on where you are. Both the foolproof and the sweet wheat are limited releases in our area. We've only been able to find them once, uh, and they were both, I think, forty-five. Uh, the sweet wheat was thirty-nine. Okay. Uh, at Browdy's when they had it for their uh, annual sale. And and we got foolproof was forty-four, 44 at Foremost Liquors. Yes, and uh, foolproof is actually more common to find these days. For us. For us, yes. And from what I tell, uh, the the uh, Sweet Wheat just had its release again. Yeah, so the market was- Second release of the year. Yeah, its market was, the market was currently flooded as of October 10th when we're recording this. The market was pretty heavy with that. So a lot of people are getting multiple bottles of it. And if um, you're into weeded bourbons, it's fantastic. Yes. Um, I will say that if you are uh, lucky enough, a store pick of the full proof, mm -hmm. I think, would be a fantastic thing to pick up if you have the opportunity. Yeah. And if you've overlooked the bottles, because some people may think they look pretty, other people may think they look cheap, because they do have a really gaudy gold plastic cap cover, cork cover, 
And that does add a little bit of kind of cheapness to the bottle overall, but it's worth it. It's delicious. You should definitely try the 7-standard-2 line if you haven't. Absolutely. Um, moving on from that, <laughs> uh, the E.H. Taylors, specifically oh boy. small batch, just small batch. Because that, the that's rest the of only them, one that qualifies yes. for mid-tier. Uh, small batch... Uh, we did see that for 44 recently. We did. Um, and it can go upwards of 55 or 60 in some areas. Yes, its MSRP is roughly 46.99. Yeah. Um, but that particular product happens to qualify um, as that weird Buffalo Trace uh, availability and distribution model. Mm -hmm. So you may be lucky enough to have that as a shelf staple. Other places, it may be a limit one per person and it's $90 for the small batch and it just goes up from there for their other versions, oh, yes. which we will get into in our um, uh, high, high end. Oh, yeah, our high tier and unicorns. Yes, <laughs> which there are ones that qualify for both of those. Um, but as far as the product line, E.H. Uh, e. Taylor Small Batch, um, it is bottled in Bond, and it just so happens to use the same mash bill as Buffalo Trace uh, and Eagle Rare. Yep. Um, one, another good option that feeds right from here is um, John J. Bowman, which is a Virginia distillery. Um, it's roughly 36 to $40, and it is also using the Buffalo Trace mash bill, but it is sourced and then redistilled. So it's a little bit different, but falls right in line. Um, it's kind of that sleeper, if you like Buffalo Trace, that you might be able to find that on the shelves in areas that it's highly sought after. And they, they have it as either a uh, classic, a single barrel, or even a port finished uh bottle okay. which good offerings yeah um the next thing we talk about and again we're in something that is not personally our cup of tea but it is not a bad product and that is the four roses but uh, specifically four roses single barrel which comes in at about 40 dollars. yes um some places you may get lucky and find it as low as 32 mm -hmm. which we can find at our local costco yeah um, if you live in Texas, I'm sorry that you can't buy liquor at Costco, but you have Texas whiskey, so it's an even trade. I think so, yeah. Um, Four Roses Single Barrel, I, I think, definitely is a, a fantastic offering, um, especially if you're into that particular flavor profile. Um, and to be specific, just for a second, we're not referring to the very inexpensive 19 to $20 Four Roses that you see as a bottom shelf product. Yes, that the, is not good. Either the yellow label or the small batch. Yeah. Um, and with that in mind, they also have a 103 proof small batch select. That's MSRP is roughly 53, which is outside of the scope of, of our mid-tier. But from what we have read, um, it looks as though... It doesn't hold up nearly as well as the single barrel mm -hmm. um, for being three proof higher and a significantly higher price. Yeah, but there are a lot of people that absolutely love the Four Roses line. And Four Roses is coming out with a lot of new expressions and variances of their product that are highly sought after. So if you're one of those people or something that you want to try, 
Go for it. Yeah. Go it, for it. There's it can't an, hurt to get a bottle of yeah, it. Yeah, there's enough people that like it that uh, just because our personal preference isn't necessarily for it, we understand why some people enjoy it, and you may be one of those people. And I will say that if you're a fan of bullet bourbon, mm -hmm. try to step up your game, get a fancy bottle of the Four Roses Single Barrel. It'll definitely be uh, an improvement while hitting that same flavor. Yeah. Uh, let's move on to Knob Creek Single. Oh yes, Knob Creek Single Barrel, the 120 proof expression of Knob Creek, mm -hmm. uh, part of the Jim Beam uh, small batch collection. Um, honestly, that, in my opinion, is one of the best bang for your buck bottles that you can currently get on the market anywhere. Is that what our our store pick was? Our store pick was of Knob Creek Single Barrel, but oh, okay. ours was a 15 year expression of it. Yes. And the standard is a nine year age statement. Yes, but if you're lucky, a lot of the store picks I'm seeing. Right now. Right now the store picks are very old. They're 14 year, 15 year. Yes, yes. Absolutely. So if you if you're lucky enough to find a store pick of the single barrel, it'll still be sub 50 in most areas. Some areas you may end up having to pay maybe five or six dollars more, maybe up to ten, and that's okay. They are amazing. They I mean are you're delicious. getting a very old in yes. the lifespan of bourbon, a very old bottle. Yeah. And that is fantastically um, I'm priced. not okay let me erase that before 30 days of bourbon that challenge I did not believe that I was a Jim Beam fan but I am learning that the small batch collections the Knob Creek especially it's really really good and our single barrel uh, expression is so good and if you can if you like any of the other Jim Beam products go for Knob Creek Single Barrel because and even if you don't. it's just so delicious. It mutes a lot of that heavy boiled peanutness that you get in some of the, the more basic Jim Beam products. I will say that the reason why we are currently seeing so much of the 14 and 15 year Single Barrel Knob Creeks is because Jim Beam stepped up their, their production game well before anyone else, they saw the writing on the walls of the bourbon boom, and as of right now, they have barrels that are almost too old to bottle, so mm -hmm. they're trying to get them out using the single barrel program uh, as much as they can. And that is uh, beautiful for Seize the opportunity. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. If you see it on the shelf and you see a store pick, Ask your store information about it. They will definitely have uh, how old it actually is, where the barrel was located in the rickhouse, and how many bottles came from that barrel. They'll have that information for you. And just because it says nine years on the bottle, I can almost guarantee you it is not nine years. Yes, especially for a store pick. Yes. So uh, definitely uh, check those out. Okay. Where shall we, what distillery should we head to next? Uh, I don't know. Let's move on to Old Ezra. Oh yes, Old Ezra, which is made by Lux Row, and I'm assuming you're referring to the Barrel Strength 7-Year Expression? Yes, that is exactly what I'm referring to, and that comes in at about $36. And I will say, I, I like, I like it a lot. However, I'm not a huge fan of a lot of products that Lux Row makes. They're the same distillery that makes Blood Oath and a couple other products. Don't David Nicholson? Yeah. 
Yeah. Um, and as of right now, they have begun distilling their own product as of 2016, mm -hmm. but it is still too young for them to bottle. So all of theirs is for the most part being sourced by Heaven Hill. Yeah. So yeah. for a seven-year barrel-proof expression from Heaven Hill, that's what you're getting for that price. And yeah. you really can't go wrong if you can find it. Just don't spend secondary on it. No. No, absolutely not. If you can't find it for sub-45, don't waste your money on it. Not that it's a bad thing, but don't ever support secondary pricing. Uh, one that we just got our hands on and are actually really big fans of. And what's that? The James E. Pepper. James E. Pepper, 1776, barrel strength rye. Yeah, that we were very lucky to find for $45. Yes. It was the first time we'd ever seen it in the wild, uh, and we found it a little ways away from home, but... On our various travels. Yeah, visiting family, but uh, it was $45, and that wasn't a sale, that was just what they have it normal on the shelves and multiples and there's a few places online that have it for a little bit less than that mm -hmm. so if you can find it for sub 50 it's definitely worth it um it is a very peppery not to play a pun on its name no. but it is a very peppery rye yes the the reason being is that is a 95 percent rye five percent barley mash bill uh -huh. that they source from mgp yes and mgp source products are pretty dang good they can be yeah they absolutely can be especially yeah. in the right hands so uh if you're looking for something that is a more high uh, literally a more high rye product <laughs> and you like that peppery bite because uh for me that is what i get from it i don't get much else but i think for a rye being yeah. a rye and doing things that ryes do especially, that is beautiful and especially at cask strength absolutely it is yeah. perfect um Okay, um, one that I don't know much about, but you asked to be put on the list, Go is uh, Bellamede. Bellamede Cask Strength Reserve Bourbon. Mm -hmm. That comes um, in at 45. That does. Um, that is, similarly enough to uh, James E. Pepper, mm -hmm. uh, that is an MGP-sourced um, whiskey, but this time it is a bourbon. And it looks to be a blend of their 60% uh, and their 75% corn uh, bourbon mash bill. Um, it is a rye mash bill. And for the way that they blend it, it is a beautiful expression of a high rye bourbon at cask strength that you just can't go wrong with for its price point. Yeah. Um, that one I'm not super familiar with. I don't have an opinion, yay or nay, on that. But if that's one that you've had more yeah. of, because I know we have it on our shelf, but I've never. <laughs> I've never it, it, it's over a the... spicy MGP bourbon. Yeah, there you yeah. go. Okay. Um, one that I do personally like, and I'm glad that we have on the list, is Rowan's Creek. And some people will try to say Rowan, but if you know anybody who lives in Kentucky, they will tell you. The name of the creek is Rowan. And if you go to Willett's Distillery and you ask them the name of their cat, they're going to say that it's Rowan and Noah. Yes, <laughs> because the Willett Distillery has distillery cats. Yes, two absolutely adorable cats. I think there was a third one in there somewhere, but two of them are exceptionally friendly and they're named Rowan and Noah and yeah. all they want is Levin. They do. Um, Rowan's Creek is definitely a... a 
fantastic offering from uh, Willet. Mm -hmm. um, I believe that is one of the ones that they source, mm -hmm. um, but it's from an undisclosed um, distillery. There is a lot of back and forth as to uh, the love and hate relationship that people have with the various Willet expressions. Yes. They, they will either love things like Noah's Mill and Rowan's Creek, or they will absolutely hate them. Yes, especially... There's um, no happy mail. The, the, the Willett family estates, too. Oh, no, those just get pure love. No, they actually really? don't. There is a plethora of folks that I've seen on YouTube and Instagram that just do not they, like they poo -poo it. They poo-poo on it? Yes. I I think that's... that's surpri That is surprising to me. Considering what I have seen, I, uh, I believe it, yeah. but it's it's crazy. Uh, I will say that the the pot still Willet uh, is unique. It is definitely it one a of a kind. Very 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 unique flavor, and you can tell that it was made in a pot still, and that's okay. That's not everyone's flavor profile that they want, and whatever. It's not a bad it's not a bad whiskey. It's not a bad bourbon, but. Because there's no such thing as bad bourbon. No, just it's not just bourbon not the one for you. you. Yeah. But uh, yes, going back, uh, Rounds Creek, I like it. Yeah. I'm very happy with it. And for. We have 40... an almost empty bottle, so. Yes. <laughs> and for like $40 to $45, 100%. Buy it, get it, try it, love it, determine if you're a Willet person or not, and, and go from there. I will say, if you ever come across a an age stated Rounds Creek, grab it. Mm -hmm. Because that is uh, Heaven Hill pre-fire um, distillate, which is highly sought after. Which, uh, we can actually do a little podcast about the various distillery fires and destructions later. God, there have been so many. That could be fun. I agree. Yeah, I think that we'll definitely do that. We'll definitely do that, do that yeah. Um, okay, moving on. I don't care what you guys say. Jack Daniels is bourbon. All day long. Not Tennessee whiskey. I mean, it's both. <laughs> it is a bourbon, dang it. It is a Tennessee bourbon whiskey. <laughs> but this one specifically, it's neither. It's it's whiskey. It's the Jack Daniels rye. It's a Jack Daniels single barrel ah, rye. Which. Which is not bourbon. It's not bourbon. <laughs> so that comes in at about $45 and... I am in love with the Jack Daniels rye. The single barrel rye. Yes, specifically. Um, I will agree with you on that. As far as rye whiskeys are concerned, that is one of the better ones out there. Mm -hmm. Oh, it's so tasty. <laughs> yeah. Is that, that, is that our 136 proof one? That's not the barrel proof. No, no, That's no, no. a bourbon. Okay. So the Jack Daniels single barrel barrel proof is the bourbon. Yep. And that's in our... That's our high tier. <laughs> it is, which we will get to yes. <laughs> in our next podcast. Okay. Um, Sazerac. Yes, Sazerac Rye, also made by Buffalo Trace. So your prices may vary drastically and availability as well. Um, it resells for anywhere between uh, $20 and $40, depending on where you are. Yeah. <laughs> average is around uh 30 to 35 in our area when it's available it's about 35 yeah um the best way i can explain it is if you like the flavor profile and intensity that buffalo trace classic buffalo trace bourbon has 
if you take that and make it into a rye and dial it up just a wee bit just a little bit but mm. it's still i would say right at that particular level of intensity mm -hmm. um but with the rye flavor profile uh blended in that's what you're getting with sazerac it's spicy it's sweet mm -hmm. It's floral and it's fruity and it's a more unique rye. It is. Because I'm used to more savory ryes. And this is a sweet, fruity, floral. This is very sweet, fruity, floral rye. Yeah. Um, okay. We have two more. I'm leaving the one that we know for the end. But the one we can talk about a little bit is the Whistlepig Piggyback six-year rye. We personally have zero experience with that. We have avoided Whistlepig simply because it's way overpriced in most markets. Especially for what it is. Yes. Um, but the new um, piggyback, piggyback six, six year. year comes in right at $50. And there is a ton of love and a nearly cult following for the Whistlepig products. Cult following is the best way to put it, because mm. I've seen a lot of hate personally for it. Yes, so. but those who love it, it's an obsessive love. Yes. Um, I think this spawned from the Whistlepig 10-year rye that used to be sourced by MGP, and they were able to get things like 13 and 14-year, but it was labeled as 10, so they were getting crazy prices for it. Uh -huh. Okay. And what's the last one that we have? <laughs> All right, this is going to take a few to talk about. It is Henry McKenna Tenure, but... Which has a pedigree, to say the very least, for yes. its name. Because it is Tenure, single barrel, bottled in bond. Yes, and it used to retail for anywhere between 20 and $35. I, I would say as low as like 25 I never really saw it below 25 There are some places that it was about 20 and, During the 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 olden days, yeah, the good old days, yeah, dusty shelf bottles. But recently, um, it's won a couple of awards. Fred Minnick voted it uh, the best in show and uh, bourbon of the year at the San Francisco World Spirits competition in 2019. And because of that, no, 2018, both years. Oh God. Yeah, two years in a row. First year it flew off the shelf for a little while came back with a price tag increase of about $5. Okay, but now, it's son of a bee, it's far more difficult to find it, and if you do find it, odds are you're going to be looking at a price tag of about 55 to an obscene price tag of 150 Um, It's actually in some states that are uh, control states, so... The, where the all liquor stores are run by the state government. This is like North Carolina. Like North Carolina. Yeah. Um, it's actually a lottery item now. Jesus Christ. It used to sit on the shelves and collect dust until it got popular, and now... Yeah, a couple years ago, <laughs> it was one of our absolute favorite bottom shelf uh, budget options, and we were able to get quite a few bottles at a time because of just how good it was. And then the award was won. So, damn you, Fred Minnick, though I can't... I can't blame you for the price increase. It's it it is good whiskey. It's good bourbon. But it's it, not a hundred dollar good. It <laughs> is a bottom shelf product. I'd say yeah. I'd say it's worthy of mid tier. I, I don't, don't give that. That's fine. But it is not worth a hundred dollars. No. It is not worth ninety dollars. It's not even worth fifty dollars. My personal opinion, it's a forty dollar bottle. Yes, I'll accept that. I would much prefer that. 
it go back to its glory days of about $30 a bottle. Wouldn't we all? But uh, there is an obsessive, obsessive following to it now. Because yeah. a lot of people used to trash on it. Hardcore trash on it. Really, go to Reddit. Go to the bourbon communities. Just search for this product. Henry McKenna 10 and see how much crap it got a couple years ago and look at the same people now telling you it's the best bourbon ever all because one person oh, no. gave I, it an award. I, I see it the exact opposite. That really? pre-award, if you asked anybody, and I actually have a couple threads saved, of what is the best budget option, everyone was ranting and raving about how amazing Henry McKenna was, and then it got popular, and now they are crapping on it, saying <laughs> it is awful, it is overpriced, it is not worth it, you should be ashamed for even thinking about it. Okay, but the fact of the matter is, oh, yeah, now the... it is overpriced. <sighs> You're not wrong. It is highly overpriced, but for the love of God, if you can find this for under $40 in your area. Pick up a bottle. Buy it. Yeah. It's a delicious bottle. But Yeah, the the glass just oh just just look at it. it tastes so good. <laughs> I always called it the money bottle. Yeah, because it's green with gilded lettering. Yeah, because it looked like it looks like a a dollar bill. A dollar bill, yeah. Uh but And now it is money. Yes, it is. And it just so happens that during the the, uh, the lull in availability before it got really bad for uh, allocation, mm -hmm. uh, we happened to get a bottle that was barreled on the day that we had our first date. Yeah, the, ver and the very first day that we started dating. So it is as old as we are, and that was 11 years ago. It was. So yeah, that bottle, we searched a long time for that bottle. And it just popped up for us at our local liquor store. And I was like, I have to get this. <laughs> yeah. And uh, it hasn't been opened. No, we're saving it for our next anniversary yeah. to, to break it open and enjoy together. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, that was that was really that was really fun for us. And I know that there's a lot of people online that do search for very specific bottling dates of it, not because any date is better than the next. It's, it's just, just a special day to yeah, you. Yeah, it's a, it's a cute bottle and it'll have the exact date that you want on it. So if your child was born on a certain date, you, you can likely find a bottle that was yeah. bottled on month, day, year. Or if it's your wedding yeah. anniversary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we do have a lot of love for Henry McKenna 10. And here in Florida, if you live anywhere near Gainesville... Um, Gators Liquors, uh, right near the hospital. Yeah, uh, they did have it on the shelves they did have a it on few the shelves, months ago. Uh, under 50. Yeah. Under 50, and that was, uh, surprising to us because it's incredibly difficult to get now. They also had 1.75s of Eagle Rare, so... They did! <laughs> and for Florida to even have Eagle Rare at all is surprising, yes. much less but a... But to have big mama bear bottles of it was a bit of a shock. It was. Um, okay, so this has gone on for quite a while. We've rambled a good bit. But you know what? That's okay. We've given our audience a few really good options of mid-tier bourbons to look for to get to try. Yeah, and I know most of you will have tried all of these. 
And these episodes aren't necessarily for you. They're for the people who are just getting into bourbon, who want to try something new and are unsure of what to get. For the folks who have maybe four bottles in their entire collection, not for the crazy folks like us that have hundreds. And I, I guess for those of uh, those of you who are listening who are like, oh my god, I know every single one of those, and you totally missed out on this. Well, how can they let us know about that, baby? You can check me out on Instagram. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. Shoot me a DM on there. Talk to me about it. Or use the anchor function and call in and leave your opinion on this. Leave your suggestions. And I will feature you in the next episode. Because I'd love to start featuring some listeners. If you have a bourbon that you love and you want to hear your voice on these episodes, go ahead and call in via Anchor and let me know. I'll add you to the next episode. But I'm going to go ahead and take us out, and I will say, do check me out on Instagram. I already said my username. I'll say it again. My username is bourbon underscore and underscore stuff. I do apologize. I'll never be able to take those underscores out, so... Deal with it. You'll have to deal with it. Um, And please do consider supporting our podcast because if you do you will allow us to buy um better recording equipment you will give us the opportunity to buy new bourbons to try to review and potentially share with some of our listeners and i would love to be able to do that i'm also really wanting to open up shipping of samples out of the country and right now that is just not in my budget So if you want to see things like that happen, please do consider um, supporting us. It would be absolutely amazing. But, baby, I think we have rambled long enough, so please take us out. (laughs) Well, with all good things bourbon, remember that bourbon is meant to be shared.